This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, it's Monday night, it's 7.30, this is Leicester Fan TV, Not my name is Phil, thanks for joining us, hope you're staying safe, staying indoors as best as possible, and keeping fit and healthy, even you Forest fans, hope you're well as well. Listen, tonight we've got what show we've got lined up for you, we have got Martin Allen, former Leicester City manager, managed Leicester for an exciting few matches back in 2007, well Martin, or as many people know him as Mad Dog, is joining us very, very shortly, we've also got got Jamie from the Fox's Arms, we've got Chappers, we've got Tom, but most of all we want your views and we want your comments. If you can like and share this video, that would be brilliant, but welcome to tonight's Leicester Fan TV Fan Zone Show. Yes, good evening to you. Hello, David Gavin. Thanks for watching. Please like and share this video. Sean, hope you're well. Sean Sarson, hope you're well. Matty Bond is there. While Matt is on, I must wish his daughter, who is called Molly, happy birthday. She's 10 today and enjoying that in lockdown. So welcome to the show to you, Matty, and to your daughter, Molly. Uh, Pete is saying hi to everybody at the Fox's Arms. And uh, Gray is going to say good evening. And goodbye. Well, that was a quick one from you. Tom Eaton is watching. Man U fan, although he's a secret Leicester fan, we know he is. And let's bring in Jamie from the Fox's Arms straight away. Jamie, how are you, sir? Evening. Evening. How the devil are we? Are we good? Are we all looking forward to this? Yeah, we've been having some pre-show chat with Martin already. He's having in stitches. So introduce him. Let's get him on the show. Right, yeah, let's get him on as quick as possible, I think, because I think this is going to be really good. Well, Martin Allen, as we all know him as Mad Dog, uh, he played for QPR, West Ham, Portsmouth, and he also finished his career at South End. He came to us in the May of 07 from MK Dons, and unfortunately, he left in August of 07. So he was only there for four games. He left the day after the abandoned game versus Notts Forest. Um, after I think after a couple of disagreements with the old chairman Milan Mandaric, so 
I think we ought to bring him on and see what he has to say. Here he is. Martin Allen. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Evening, Martin. How are you? Nice to be talking to you. Good. That's what we like to hear. So where do we where do we start, Jamie, with Martin? Right. The first question that I'd like to ask I can't you. I can't hear Jamie, by the way. Oh, no, not again. You'd have to bring Phil and Lee and... Let me bring it. That's such a shame yeah. that the volume's gone. You, you say, Jamie. Don't worry. Jamie, ask me the question and we'll say it across. I don't know why that's again, happened. Again, I was going to ask him, uh, how did Milan persuade him to be here? Uh, so, to come to Leicester? so, Martin, Jamie is asking, how did Milan Mandarich persuade you in the first place to come to Leicester City? Well, I just finished in the, uh, in the playoffs with uh, MK Dons and I had a phone call uh, totally out of the blue. Totally uh, wanted a meeting in central London. So um, I went into London, met him and um, a couple of representatives from the club. I don't, I don't have an agent. I've never had an agent. So I just sat there and listened to what they had to say. And um, they offered me the job there and then that afternoon. Was it quite an easy decision to make, Martin, to come to Leicester? Was it what? Quite an easy decision to come to Leicester. Uh, well, I suppose I might have just be brutally honest. Um, I had a good job at uh, MK Dons, um, but then when I went to Leicester, uh, the scale of the money increase was quite, for me personally, was quite unbelievable. Um, so it was uh, it was one of them when I looked inside the brown envelope. Uh, it wasn't cash, <laughs> but on, on the contract. It was like, you know, I, I sat there, even I was speechless for five minutes. Um, I came out and it was like, oh my God, uh, I need to take that job. Because um, obviously for my family, financially, it was, a, it was a good move. And of course, being a championship club, it, for me, it was a, I, I, ne- I knew I'd never manage in the Premier League. But I knew I could manage, definitely manage in the, in the championship. Tom, have you got a question for Martin you'd like to kick off with? Yeah, a couple of questions really. The first one being probably your players you had there. One especially, Haseem Kaibi. Uh, Oh, as, a man- it. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a manager, how difficult is it to really get your point to what you want him to do when you're trying to do it through a translator onto him? It wasn't my signing. Uh, you got to remember, I'd not been over to um, whatever country he came from. I think it was Iran uh, to watch him play. And when he arrived at the, uh, the stadium um, and he was a right back at five foot seven, it didn't really fit the criteria for what you want at the right back at five foot seven. When he came, when he came into the room, I thought he was a jockey. Was like, <laughs> really, really. And we paid. I didn't pay that money for him. I didn't pick him out. It was a player that I was given. Um, but there was there's just no chance, no chance. I, I got on well with him because he couldn't speak, so I got on great with him. <laughs> Um, what what chappers? <laughs> yeah, what was uh, Milan Mandaric actually like? Because uh, it's obviously the more of the earlier days for a lot of the youngster City fans now. Um, what was Mil- Milan Mandaric actually like as a person? <laughs> um, okay. Um... Well, it's, it's not my idea and it doesn't suit me, as you can probably imagine. Um, and perhaps 
perhaps you, you supporters can make your own decisions. Do I go along with the players that he wanted me to play and pick and choose to, and select them? Or do I pick the players that I wanted to play mm. um, that I thought were more than good enough to play in my team? Right. Um, so I'm assuming that's the lie. Yeah, yeah. That's the disagreements I've then, obviously. Tell other players just because the very good, and and it proved. Yeah, I mean, Martin, I, th I think agree with that, obviously. I think all all fans of all football clubs would always say the decisions like that should definitely be the managers because it's the managers who have to uh, sort of live and die by their their selection. Mm. So he, he, it was definitely was debate on who should play. I mean, there was rumours, uh, and somebody just asked a question. One of the fans had said there was talk of of Leicester being interested in uh, in Hasselbank at the time, and you particularly not being a fan of particularly bringing him in at that moment. Oh, it's really crackly. I'm terribly sorry. I'm doing my very, very best to hear you. All I heard at the end there was uh, about Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Um, that was well documented. Um, I thought we already had more than enough forwards. I think we had four already. And I found out that uh, from uh, the chief exec that uh, we were going to sign Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Mm. Believe it or not, I was told we were going to sign him. I it seven months prior uh, to that away uh, for Charlton in central midfield, where he got took off at half time. So, with all these fantastic career and skills that he had as a player, I didn't think he would be synonymous for what we needed to go forward. And we already had at the club forty-four players, which was more than difficult enough to manage. So, uh, I think we're struggling a little bit with Martin's connection at the moment. I think so. He's, so. he's, ju he's just gone. Hopefully, he'll click back in very shortly because he's giving us some interesting stuff there. So, hopefully, I think he is having a bit of a Wi-Fi issue at his at his end. Let me get in some of the comments. Chris Ward is saying, good evening, chaps. Having a great show. Thanks a lot for him. Uh, Martin is saying, is it true that he made the players swim across the River Saw for a bet? Well, let's add him. Let's see if we can add him back in. Um Martin, are you there? I do think yeah, it. Martin, think can you hear us him. now? I think, Martin, can, can you, you hear us? Hello, I lost you there. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Can you hear us now, Martin? Hi. Can you hear us, Martin? No, I think he's, his connection's gone. Um, really bad line. Yeah. It is. I'm sorry, Martin. It does seem like it's a bad line. Can you hear, hear us now? I'll tell no, you what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to just drop out some of the Leicester Fan TV guys, if that's okay. Yes, Can I ask a bit you... better, yes. Oh, that's great. Here he is. Martin, thank you for that. Uh, if you can hear me, we've just had one fan ask. Martin's just asked, is it true that you made the players swim across the River Saw for a bet? <laughs> 
No, he's gone. gone. Right, I'm going to drop out. Okay, Chappers. Chappers is going to drop out. I I actually think it is Martin's problem because it's his Wi-Fi. Um... Take me (laughs) out, Phil. Take me out. You can't hear me. Right. Well, you you have to uh, drop out yourself, Jamie. So I do think it's just having a bit of a meltdown at the moment, which is such a shame um, to do that. So keep your questions coming in. Here we go. I'm going to try and add Martin back in there. Hello, Martin. Can you hear live us? Live TV, Phil. It is live stuff. Can you hear yes, us now, Martin? Fantastic. Martin, one of the fans has asked, was it true you made the players? Yes, sw- I can. That's clear. Fantastic. Did you make some of the players swim across the River Saw for a bet? <laughs> It's such such a shame. I I think, Martin, your Wi-Fi connection is just not quite standing up to all this. Time to use his data, 4G. Can you hear us again, Martin? (laughs) It is such a shame, guys, because I just fear that uh, Martin can't hear us. And it is such a shame because we may well, of course, yeah, Matthew Bond is saying it is gremlins. Uh, Jamie's saying we might just have to give up. We might just have to give up on this one, Jamie. It is such a shame because I know Martin will have to get him back on again. I don't think he can hear us, can you, Martin? No. No. He's definitely gone. I was was looking forward to that all night. (laughs) What a shame. So he's not. I'll see if he can click back in again. Um, Tom. Obviously, hopefully, we'll come back in. I'm going to try him one more time. Let's see. Martin, can you hear us again? Can you hear us now, Martin? Not me. <laughs> yeah. Mad, Martin's mad dog. How are you? Martin's mad dog. Can you hear me now, Martin, or not? Yeah, I'm not too bad. A little bit frustrated. I was really looking forward to this. Yeah, well, we are too. I don't, I, I don't know if yes, it's I a can. poor connection at your end. Yeah. Brilliant, Martin. If you can hear me, one of the fans asked, "Did you ever make the players swim across a river for a bet?" <laughs> Facebook user, <laughs> that comments funny. <laughs> it. It's just not working. I don't know what the problem is with the connection, guys. It's such a shame. Um, <laughs> so. You've jinxed it, says right. somebody on the Facebook. Uh, Kevin, Jamie is saying, can we just not phone him? We just can't. We have to do it via the video link and do it this way, which is such a shame. Um, just isn't working tonight for us. So I'm going to kick him out, bless, and hopefully bring him back in. Guys, Jamie from the Foxes, oh, it's yeah. just not working tonight, mate. Gutted. And now we can't even hear Jamie now. It is just having one of those absolute meltdowns. Well, we've had some successful shows so far <laughs> on here. So clearly it's oh. just a, a gremlins in the office, mate. Gremlins in the office. Martin, are you? can you hear us now? Right. How's that? <laughs> I think, I let's I see. You can hear us. Can you hear us now, Martin? Okay, is that better? 
<sighs> yes, I think so. Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. So I'm going to ask it. What I'm going to try one more time, Martin. See if you can hear this. The somebody's asked, did you ever make the players swim across the river for a bet? <laughs> yeah, I did do that. Yeah, the, the players <laughs> haven't done uh, a game for a long time. You did. You did uh, make them do that. Can you hear me? Okay. We can just about hear you. Yes. Can you hear us, though, Martin? Oh dear, it, it's such a bad line. I, I really want to do this, but I can't get a good line. Martin, if you can hear me, we'll try another night. Okay. I blame Milan. Chris Cambiasso. I think we're going to try it another night, Martin. We're going to give up tonight because it's just not happening. Okay. Jamie, if you can hear me from the Fox's arms, can you message Martin and tell him we'll try another night? Is that okay? So listen, everybody. Right, boys, let's 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 drop him out and we'll just talk business. <laughs> what can we what can we talk about to fill the show up? Because well, Jamie, can you even hear us, Jamie? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you yeah. just can you WhatsApp Martin yeah, I'm and doing say it. I heard you. I think, yeah. I think it's his Wi-Fi. Bless him. And we got so many things. Um, such a shame. Listen, I do apologise. We will try. I think it's just he's doing it off his phone, and I think it's just uh, Jamie. You could tell yes, him. To, you could tell him or ask him if he'd like to turn off his Wi-Fi, like Chapper says, and just do it off his cellular data because that does work better. Look at us. We're yeah. doing this on the hot live. While we're waiting, guys, for Martin Allen, Chappers and and yeah. Tom, while, while Jamie's doing some admin, what do you remember <laughs> of Martin Allen, Chappers? To be honest with you, um, it, was it around 2006-ish? Seven, yeah. Years, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, I think I was um, I, think I was just... I was, I was I went at my mum and dad's house. I was going through a bit of a patchy time. So I don't actually remember it all that well. I remember something to do with Hasselbank coming to the club, which was massive, really, because obviously he's a legend. But that didn't happen, if I remember right. And that was all to do with... Martin and Milan Mandaric having a bit of a disagreement. That's that's really all I really remember. Yeah, he's back now. He's back. Hiya. We we think <laughs> we've got you back, Martin. Thank God. That's so frustrating. Can you ask me that question again? Let's get cracking. Let's get cracking. <laughs> yes. Did you make the Leicester players or some of them swim across a river, Martin? No, never. You never did that? <laughs> nope. Fine, we finally got an answer. Well done. Martin, listen, I, I know I want to ask you something, if that's all right, Martin. I'd like to ask you, that game, it was the away day game at Knott's Forest um, in the Cup. I was there as a fan in the stands when, obviously, Clive Clark had that awful incident at half-time. I mean, you you were at Leicester quite a short period, but that was a massive incident, what went on there. What Can you talk us through a little bit? of the changing rooms because obviously things have moved on since then with players and how uh, it was it was a real shock it was horrendous it was horrendous i'm not going to go too much into the detail to break no. the conflict is obviously with clive but no. um yeah at one point he was uh, struggling big time without going into much too much more detail on the on the floor right in front of us in the middle of the dressing room because we got all the players out of the dressing room as quickly as possible and then Dave Rennie and Damien Doyle and the club doctor came to uh, try to resuscitate, revive him. Um, when you're a manager and you put all your faith in your players to go out and give everything they've got, 
um, it puts things into a bit of a different perspective when uh, when that happened that night. And he was such a lovely lad, Clive. Anyway, got to about three or four o'clock in the morning, and I've returned uh, to the hospital in um, in Nottingham uh, to see him and his family who had travelled down. And um, you know, from that point onwards, um, you know, I got a call then at, at half past eight in the morning to go to the ground to see the owner. So no, it was a very difficult time uh, looking after one of your players right throughout the night in intensive care. And then uh, getting sacked uh, just a few hours later. I'm not sure the timing was perfectly correct, to be honest. Yeah, it was. A, a, a Martin, am I right in my memory? Says we'd just beaten Watford like four-one as well at the weekend before as well, haven't we? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. They were top so, of the league. And yeah, they were about ninth, I think. Um, they had they'd won every game, Watford, uh, but we beat them four-one at home. Um, but I knew prior to that game, to be honest, I, I didn't walk out onto the pitch for no reason. Um, I knew what was going on behind the scenes. I knew the negative uh, vibes. I didn't play the players that he wanted me to play. Um, no, it was uh, it was a great day. Yeah, beating Watford was a magnificent occasion, mm. and uh, you know, standing ovation from every support that was in there was uh, something I'll never forget. Of course. And again, I do remember when it all happened. From a, again, from the fans' point of view, fans were sort of out arms up in the air sort of saying you know we want Martin back there was a bit of movement to try and get you back to the club um, fans not happy with what was going on did you pick up on any of that did you know that was going on um, I was aware of it I was aware of it to an extent but uh, I don't do social media um, I, I stay away from that and just try and live my life sort of clear and always have done I had a couple of incidents when I was at Notts County and uh a couple of Tranmere fans were piping up about me getting cancer, um, which made me get up at three or four o'clock in the morning and try and drive to Liverpool from London. Uh, I wasn't happy Blimey. with that. When I woke up in the morning, I decided that was the end of uh, all social media. I'll just uh, live my life how I live it and how it was before social media, if you like, and uh, avoid all that and stay away from all that and just uh, kind of get on with it. But no, I was aware. I had a great response. And whenever I, I lived in Melton Mowbray not so long ago for quite a while, and I met a lot of Leicester City fans in Melton Mowbray, in between all the motor scooters that go around like Benadorm. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got to take this opportunity. There's a there's a pumpkin. Are those things called pumpkins? Halloween. Halloween. There's a pumpkin farm near Melton Mowbray. And I went there with my wife to get like two maybe three of those pumpkins and we ended up coming home because he was a Leicester City season ticket holder he gave us 14 pumpkins <laughs> so Blimey. come out of living in Melbourne Mowbray <laughs> lots of pumpkins <laughs> loads of pumpkin soup Jamie the we... postman won't come near yes. our house for a week he was scared to Jamie, you can we can all hear you now as well, Jamie. So what question Mar would you Martin, like? Martin, can you can you hear, can you hear me now, Martin? Yes, I can, Jamie. Sorry about oh, okay. that. Okay, right. So uh, not a problem. I was going to ask a bit a bit before you came here. This is more back to your football playing career. When you were at West Ham, who was the best player that you actually played with at West Ham? Because all, all your family played there. You had a couple of did you had cousins that played for West Ham as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I thought this was Leicester City. Are you Leicester City? Oh, no, of course, I, but we ask everything. We ask everything. It's not just about Leicester. It's about everything. 
<laughs> Jamie, you just got trolled. <laughs> I know, I know. And he sent me a lovely letter about nine years ago. I'm going to rip it up now. Did I? What did I send you? It was when I was in hospital. I spoke to you on Love Sports about it. Remember? Hello, you're that one, are you? I'm that one, yes. That's me. Oh, yeah, I'm fine now. It wasn't nine years ago, but I'm fine now. No, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, you were just going out to play uh, Juventus with Notts County in East Midlands Airport when my son in law saw you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Forgot. I'm fine now. Thank you, mate. I'm fine. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah, I was in. um, I I did have a great time at West Ham, that's for sure. Julian Dix was probably the best one. But let's go back to Leicester. End of. Bye bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, <laughs> that's cut like, your uh, question right I short, like, doesn't it? I like, I like Come on, that. chappers. What, what, yeah, yeah. Martin, what do you think of the uh, of today's setup with Leicester? Um, you know, the, the squad. How do you think we are? We are at the minute. Are we, are we top contenders? You know, are we just being a bit lucky at the minute, or do you think we are going to establish ourselves as a really big side? No, I don't think it's luck. Um, I think over the last few years, the recruitment the recruitment of uh, very good players uh, and keeping Jamie Vardy when uh, it looked like he was on the verge of moving to Arsenal a few years ago um, and the emergence of the uh, the left-sider, uh, Barnes, um, and then the midfield player, Chowdhury, um, the signing of the young right-back from Luton. It looks like it's young, hungry, mobile, mm-hmm. athletic, skillful. Yeah, the signing of the uh, the central midfield player from Monaco. I'm not sure of what his name is. Who can score goals? Telemans. Telemans. I thought, and I think, with Madison staying as well, I think it's got the makings of um, not just a flash pan one or two years. It looks like three or four years of a decent, proper decent Champions League challenging team. That the, that the fans can be, uh, you know, rightly proud of. You know, the manager is a fantastic manager. The staff that he's got around him and John Rudkin behind the scenes, um, I think they do a, a magnificent job. Yeah, Martin, can I ask, what, being a manager in today's world where you're trying to manage multimillionaires, very young lads with multimillions as well, how, how do you try and control these types of people? Well, it's certainly different now to when I first started out in management. Yeah. And to how I was brought up by my dad when I was a little boy in Reading. And if I didn't play well, I would get in the car, um, you know, 10 years old. And my dad would be giving it to me absolutely big time. Uh, why I didn't, uh, if I scored three, he should have, he said I should have scored five. Uh, and that yeah. tackle, why didn't you kick him? Or why didn't you get him? Why didn't you pull <laughs> out of that one? Why didn't you? Why didn't you? It was full on. Well, that doesn't happen nowadays. Um, well, we've seen with the, with social uh, changes, social trends changing for the better, I must say, where um, where parents are much more relaxed with their children. Uh, coaches have to coach in a different way. Managers have to manage a different way. As these children have been brought up through their schooling, um, it's changed. Mm. And when you've got players earning a lot of money, as you rightly say, with this different outlook and this different style of football to what we were brought up with, um, you know, we've all been brought up uh, on the four-four-two. In it to a big fella, have a little fella like Cotty feeding off of him. Two yeah. wingers that they get crosses in like Guppy, um, and and go for the knockdowns, get the crosses back in, be good on set plays. Those days are gone. It's a different style of football, a different way of playing. 
Um, so no, that old-fashioned uh, it and with a stick mentality doesn't work. Yeah, um, uh, you know, going back onto your management um, with Leicester, I've got a great question here by uh, I think it's Ree Sonley. Uh, do you think you would have kept Leicester City up in the season if you were give you know kept in in the manager's role at the time? I would have gone up. You'd have gone up. Why are you surprised? No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Do you, w- do, you, do you wish, Martin, it had gone d- very differently at that time, obviously? Were you, I know it was a, an incident and obviously... Uh, do, you, do you really sit there and think, like, do you know what? I could have I really took that too. We could have done it that season. Oh, yeah. There was enough good players there. There was enough good players in that group. We had a really good team spirit. You don't beat the top of the league team 4-1 and it was a comfortable 4-1 as well. By yeah, it was. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. We... we away at Crystal Palace if you remember we were winning and they scored a free kick in the last few minutes that would have uh, put us up into the top three I think so no we, we were a decent little uh, group of players but there was just a, a problem that uh, there were so many players 44 players if you can wow. imagine 44 players that is a horrendous amount of players for any manager let alone a younger uh, believe it or not younger manager coming up um, and there was a lot of players clearly very unhappy who had been told that they can leave and I had to pick the pieces up. I've got another question here from Joanna Astley. Some of these might be rumours yeah. or myths, Martin. She says, Martin, is it true that you had a naughty chair for when the players were late coming for training? <laughs> a what? A naughty chair for the players when they were late coming to training. I'm not... He's bleeding the fifth on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you did or you didn't now. I yeah, you? I know. It's Go always on. bugged me. It's always bugged me. Um, the chairman said to me, it would be a good idea for the players to come and integrate after training with the rest of the staff at the stadium, which I thought was a really good idea. Yeah. So what we organised was uh, players in groups of, I think it was fours, and they had 15 or 20 minutes with each section. They couldn't get round to all of them, but I think they had to do about four different departments. And um, and they'd move around. There was about eight different departments at that time. So we would get to see everybody, and they'd meet up with everybody. When I got the sack, it was put out there that one of the reasons I got the sack is because I'd asked the players to clean the toilets. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> heard that you one, yeah. Think I asked the players to clean the toilets. <laughs> Obviously not. What I asked, or what we asked, because I didn't actually organise the event, was that four players would go and help the maintenance people sit and have a cup of tea with them, have a chat with them, find out who they are and what their history was, and make them feel part of our team going forward. Do, do you really think we're going to make them do the toilets? <laughs> I mean, that's what it does. That's what gets put out. And that mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, like a naughty chair and stuff like that. It's, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> I want to know this one as well, because I've seen this one out and about. Um, Darren Thompson says that uh, he asks, did you put flowers ah, yeah. in the training ground? Because I've heard this story quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. When I turned up there, he drove in through those gates and the, and the, uh, the floor 
uh, of the car park was rough mm-hmm. and had holes in it, and it was all over the place. It's not what you want for the football club. There was weeds everywhere. There was no hanging baskets. There was no flowers. And it was not a nice place to come in to work. So mm. I said to them, "Get." To, I asked them, I didn't tell them, I asked them if we could have some hanging baskets with some colour of our team's colours. So as much blue and white and some flower beds with some blue and white. If you'd have to cut them out, cut them out and make it a nice place and cut yeah. all the grass around here for when it arrived. And before the players come back to pre-season training, is there any chance we could tarmac the car park, put lines on it so that all the senior players could park at the front near the dressing rooms and all the younger players could park to the left as you go in. So it'd be seniors at the front with staff right at the front to make the place look professional and better environment and sharper for them to come to work. I've been back to Leicester and I spoke to one of the grounds, and I'm not sure what his name is, and he said to me, Martin, that's one of the best things you've ever done at Leicester. So so where did the nickname Mad Dog actually come from? Do you know? Do I know? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, was, it came from that time at West Ham where I used to make some bad tackles. I was a naughty boy. And people from Leicester City might remember one of my, uh, um, you know, mad nights, really. I, we played against Leicester for QPR on the Tuesday at Filbert Street, one of my favourite grounds. And uh, I was lucky enough to score a goal. Um, as you went out of the tunnel over to that left-hand side in that top corner, it was only a volley from 25 yards. And, um, <laughs> only. <laughs> remembers it well. Only. It was only 25 <laughs> Leicester had a player, had a player in their team, and his name was Steve Linex. Oh, yeah. yes. And he was a skillful, good player. Anyway, good winger. I'd kicked him, yeah, winger. I'd kicked him once and got a <laughs> yellow card. And then soon after that, I did a slide tackle on him over the far side underneath uh, where all the fans were just towards the halfway line. And uh, as he was stood above me, I kicked him upwards, up with a kick off the floor. Wow. Towards his, um, <laughs> to, towards his uh, orchestra stalls. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Those of you don't, it's all balls. <laughs> so, as I did that, he then stamped on me from above. I'm on the floor looking up, and he stamped on me full. So, the referee came over, and the oh. referee gave him a red card and gave me a second yellow. So, we both got sent off. So all the Leicester fans, you can imagine the names and the abuse that I was yeah. getting. Um, and yeah, that was one of my nice nights at uh, so probably where that name kind of comes along. Wow. I've got a quick um, question. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, you, way, I know you went. Just, just before you come on with your, uh, Steve Linex came into the QPR dressing room. I was only 19, by the way. Linex came into the dressing room to see me and patted me on the back. He wow. said, oh, I hope you're okay. He knew I was upset because we had the cup final five days later. And I didn't know if I could play in the cup final. And he came in, he patted me on the <clears> back. And I've never had the opportunity to, to say thank you to, to Steve Linex for doing that. That was a special moment for me. That's fantastic. I mean, like you say, he was, he was a great winger and lots of Leicester fans. I, I particularly remember Steve Linex playing. So, yeah, yeah. 
that's good times. Uh, Tom? Yeah, just one other question really for him. Uh, what was your opinion on uh, the madman for Leicester, Alan Birchinal? Oh, no, yeah. Oh, I liked him. I liked him. He was a proper character. Um, all decent clubs need people like that around the football club. Um, great bloke, great bloke. Really, pr- you know, really pleased for him. Whenever I go back, I always make sure I shake his hand. Proper decent bloke, Birch. Proper decent bloke. And he's great for the club. And one other question I was going to ask you, Martin. Uh, what was your opinion on the Leicester winning the, t- the title in yeah. 2016? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah. And me. <laughs> well, I'd like to say <laughs> I put the paving stones and the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You planted the seeds. Yeah, yeah you planted true. the seeds. Yeah, it's true. You managed. You managed a young Andy King who became yeah. uh, a three-tiered yes. champion. Do you remember Andy King, yeah. Martin? Of course, I do. The only thing I did for that championship which I was proud of, and going back to your question before I go into the Andy King one, um, yes, I was very proud. Yes, I was uh, absolutely delighted, and I loved, I loved what Leicester were doing. I'd been up to watch at Fleetwood, uh, that lad called Vardy, because I wanted to sign him for Notts County. I'd been watching Vardy for about three <laughs> months, and we couldn't get him because the price obviously went up too high, but I knew that he was a good player. And I used to sit next to Walsh at the back of the stand. You know, Mickey Walsh, he was too mm, stout. Yeah. And I was trying to get him before Walsh. I'd sit there in the stand and say to him, he's no good. He's no good. I don't <laughs> think he can do it. <laughs> um, no, the only thing I'd put together for that was the tarmacking and the flowers at the front of the <laughs> Somebody had to do it. Well, it was done, no. So, no, absolutely delighted with that. Then Andy King, um, one afternoon in pre-season training, we had um, a competition of about four or five or teams, uh, a rolling round competition. And, um, and Andy King was called up from the youth team to train with the first team. Steve Beaglehole had said, this is our best player at the moment. You have a look at him. So I didn't know this kid. He's a skinny little, you know, he's like a rat, skinny. <laughs> and um, anyway, we played the game and I was thinking, flipping hell, this boy's good. This boy's good. And we had the World Cup winners who all got a packet of sweets. <laughs> Bruno Engotti wasn't impressed with a packet of sweets. But the best player, the best player in the tournament, and I didn't even know the kid's name, I pointed him out and it was, uh, it was Andy King. And um, I remember saying in front of everybody, you know, this boy is going to be something special. What a great performance he put in. So to then see him creeping up towards the first thing was, uh, I was delighted with that. I've never really met him since, but uh, from afar, from afar, of course, I've watched his career and his progress and absolutely delighted for him. Right. Guys, I think it's been absolutely excellent having you on, Martin. Can we? Can I try and twist your arm before we go to do your Milan Mandaric impression? <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. He's got to think about it now. Come on. Martin. Martin. Why are you on holiday? Why? Why are you on holiday? Well, chairman, I'm in... Uh, where are you? Where are you? I said, I'm in Bali, on the other side of the world. 
I said, I only arrived this morning. He said, you've got to get yourself home. We've got some business to talk about. I said, it's taken me 24 hours to get here. He said, well, get yourself home. He said, I'll see you in the office tomorrow night. (laughs) (laughs) And did you, or did you stay stay in Barley? Of course I did. I wasn't coming home. (laughs) (laughs) I turned my phone off. <laughs> oh my word! Oh, that's it. That's brilliant. We played, we played pre-season. We played pre-season. There was a lot of Leicester fans there. We played away at a place. I think it was called Brackley, um, little non-league club. Nice little place. Nice new facilities. Was it Brackley we went to? Yeah, it was Brackley. Yeah, we lost the game, and there was a knock on the door on the dressing room door. And I, I went to the door. I didn't say nothing to the players because it was like a pre-season game, but we didn't play very well. Opened the door and he said, Martin, Martin, <laughs> I need to have a word with you. So um, I went out, went into the laundry room, just got over the corridor. He said, what are you doing? I said, you what? What are you doing with these players? They are good players. I said, oh, which ones are good then, uh, Mr. Chairman? The ones that you signed? I said, they're not good enough. And I told you that last week. I said, I'm going back in the dressing room. And I walked off. And I thought, this is not going to work. Oh, my word. Oh, oh right. Absolutely brilliant. We'll leave it there. Thanks so much. Hey, look. Oh, oh, oh. Mad Dog and his dog. Uh, What's your dog mad called, dog Martin? And his dog. No, it's Mad Dog and Martin. <laughs> mad Dog and Martin. <laughs> What's he called, Martin? Killer. Killer. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbours round here don't like. <laughs> just, just, just for a minute, I thought you were going to say his name was Milan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey Milan, hey Milan. Just for a second. <laughs> sit. <laughs> yeah, sit, Milan. Sit. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Listen, Milan. Brilliant. Yes. Oh. Thanks, Martin, <clears throat> Mud Dog, Alan, for joining us tonight. It's been an absolute honour to have you on. Hopefully, we'll get you on again in a few weeks, a few months' time. But keep safe and thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, you all stay safe as well. Thanks, Martin. Thanks so much, Re- Martin. Cheers, appreciate Martin. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers, time. Martin. Much appreciated. Thank you for coming on. Bye bye. Brilliant. How good was that to have uh, <laughs> brilliant. Martin Allen on? That was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Hey, um, having a tour around his house now. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Listen, guys, I know we had some technical Brilliant. problems at the start, oh, but that was wow. uh, that's the first hey, time I've cried laughing on one of these. I know, that's, that's, that's a live show for you, hey? Oh, that's brilliant. He's, de- de- he's definitely not on the uh, on the Christmas card list. <laughs> Milan, no, no definitely not. Right, but listen. I totally enjoyed that. Jamie, oh. so we've got another one on Thursday, I believe, potentially. Who have we got on Thursday? We've, no, this is 100%. We've got him. And on Sunday as well. We've got, uh, on Thursday night, we've got the ex-keeper, uh, Conrad Logan, who spent really? a lot of time at Leicester before we moved on. People were asking for a keeper last week. And we've we've only gone and got one. We've got Conrad Logan. Thursday night, seven o'clock. 
Very good. Obviously, Conrad Logan, what, long, one of the longer-serving players at Leicester, wasn't he, for 12, 13 years, something like that? Something like that, yeah. He got let go in 2015, somewhere 2015. And then on Sunday, Jamie? Sunday? Oh, you're making me work hard now. You are, aren't you, Phil? Well, somebody's um, got to. We've got... You've not been doing nothing this last couple of weeks, have no, you, Jamie? I've got nothing else better to do, have I? So, no, but on Sunday, people around. I know, I keep bossing everyone around, telling them what to do. It's good, this is. Now I know how the missus feels at work when she keeps bossing me about. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got Spencer Pryor on Sunday. Oh, and now wow. he's, in Aust- he's in Australia and he's in, he lives in Sydney now. So we've had to do a special one for it. Well, not a special, just move the Saturday show to the Sunday morning. Yeah. So we've got Spencer Pryor at 10 o'clock. UK okay. time, 10 o'clock. Okay, we've got Pontus Camot coming up um, at a later date. We'll, we'll, set, we'll set the date. Um coming yeah, up yeah. but yeah we've got Pontus confirmed as well so that'll be good we've also Fantastic. got Neil Dan's next week as well Neil Dan's Neil, Neil Dan's on next a week tonight we've got Neil Dan's cool, I'm trying wow. to remember Another the Neil da- trying to remember the Neil Dan's song it was like something techno wasn't it everybody dance now do that's it yeah it'd be a good laugh because he's a scouser a bit like what Alan Rogers was oh Alan Rogers is coming back on in a couple of weeks as well yeah, he was just, just about to tell us off. he can finish those oh, stories. Yeah. Listen, thanks, Jamie, for coming and sorting everything Perfect. out. And thank you as well to Chappers. See you soon. Cheers, Cheers for having Stay me Stay safe. Tom, good luck this week. This baby's going to come any day for you, isn't it, mate? Mate, it's, it's got to hurry up now. It's, it's dragging its heels. But, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, this time next week it might be here. If not, then... We'll probably be in hospital waiting for it to come because the uh, due date is gone. So, hey, who knows? But, yeah, thanks for all the comments. Appreciate it from everyone. And like I say, <laughs> technical issues do hamper sometimes with live shows. But, hey, what a show it's been. And Mad Dog himself has done his proud tonight with some of those stories. And we all know now that the truth about Milan buying the players and it wasn't really uh, Arton Allen's uh, fault with some of the signings. It does show you, doesn't it? It does show you that that sort of thing does go on, buying the players and also wanting to pick them, Tom. Um, Anyway, listen, Tom, thanks for joining us. I'm going to let you go now and I'll just say some cheerios. Oh, just before you go, Tom, a few congrats. I don't know if you're seeing in the comments uh, from uh, Rye and from MTS as well, wishing you well. with Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. So thanks, thanks, Tom, for joining us. Um, And thanks, everybody, for all your comments as well. Right is saying, let's do the Neil Neil Stan song. I know. Can you believe that? Uh, Matt is saying, thanks for that. Great fun. Um, I wanted to just let you know as well before we go at the end that we have got lots of competitions going on the uh, website, LeicesterFanTV.com. We've got the chance to win a pink Adidas shirt. We've got the chance to win a green retro Iron Coupe Leicester City shirt. So, Get over to LeicesterFanTV.com and enjoy all the fun over there. But for everybody who's been watching, everybody who's stuck with us through our technical issues at the start, and of course, as ever, thanks to the guys who do the sponsoring and help us buy the tech kit and get things going for us. So thanks to all those guys over there. Uh, Join us very shortly for Thursday night for another live with Jamie and Chappers and Tom, if he's not had a baby and uh, Comrade Logan on Thursday. So from me, Phil, Leicester Fan TV, we'll see you later.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.